smallbusinesstogrow.com. We are spending some time with Brandon Gadoras. Brandon is a successful young entrepreneur that's kind of on a mission to help others. Brandon, walk us through, like, what, what's your background? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And Ray, really appreciate you having me on today. I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. So uh, when I was 17 years old, I met this guy. He was a physical therapist. And uh, he introduced me to this whole world of golf fitness. Um, from 17 to 26, I pretty much devoted my time, energy, and effort to, to that field. And at 26, I got voted top 50 in America for golf fitness trainers. And uh, when I accomplished that, I was like, man, this, the, the steps I, take, I took, the, the things that I did, the people that I met, the knowledge that was gained, this could be applied to so many different fields. So uh, I started like trying to figure out like, what is something that could help everybody? And uh, so over the last about three years, I've started this bucket list company called Warm Heart Life because everyone in this world can benefit from a warm heart. So uh, that's how I kind of got to where I am today. And so walk um, it. So you're 17 physical therapy, kind of get introduced to maybe a world that you were unfamiliar with, which would have been personal training or coaching and most specifically fitness training for the golf industry. Yep. What about education? This podcast is brought to you by smallbusinesstogrow.com, the website by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Why reinvent the wheel? Start growing your business with best practices from industry-leading small business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs. Take their wheel, put it to work in your business, and start growing today. Smallbusinesstogrow.com to learn more. Yeah, so I went to school to be a golf pro, and um, I was always interested in the fitness side. Uh, I just there just wasn't a school for that, or if there was, I couldn't find one. <laughs> and uh, so I felt like while I was in college, I was getting my golf pro status, but I basically had to create my own education system inside of college. And um, how did I do that? Well. I just started, um, I started going to seminars and, um, my sophomore year, I went to a seminar and people started saying, Hey, you're, you're TPI certified. So that's a, a certification in the fitness field specifically for golfers. And, um, my junior year, I noticed that six people were working out with me while I was doing my workout. I was like, well, maybe I should start training them. And, uh, so that was how I really started educating myself, but I just started training people for free at school. And then I would read books. And then, and then I met this guy, my junior year, he came and spoke to our class and he said, I wanted to be the top. I wanted to be the best in the world at blank. So at what he did. So he wrote down the 10 people in his field of interest and he learned, observed, shadowed all 10 of those people. And uh, that guy became very, very successful. So when I heard that at 20 years old, I was like, well, I'm going to do that. And uh, three weeks later, I was on the phone with someone on my top 10 list. And I was like, wow, this is, this is unbelievable. And uh, then I started shadowing the Duke University strength and conditioning coach 
for golfers. I started shadowing, uh, I shadowed the University of North Carolina basketball strength and conditioning coach just by applying this top 10 rule. And by the time my senior year had happened, I think that year I trained about 50 people at school. So um, that's kind of how I started creating my educational system was based on uh, just taking action, seeing what people needed. And, uh, you know, what most people don't know about me is I worked pretty much for free in the fitness field for three years. I think I made $3,000 in three years. Um, but then after I graduated college, people were paying 100, 150 an hour uh, to work with me. So if we look at that, and I think there's a, there's a huge take-home point, it, it, it needs to be kind of bolded, bullet-pointed, underlined, italicized, and everything else. So, so you went and, and obtained a formal education. Yeah, which is a, a bachelor's level collegiate college education. So you have your bachelor's degree. But again, and this is a take home for people looking to take the wheel, take what Brandon has done and plug it in your life. Pay attention to what Brandon said. Yes, he got that four year education. Yes, he did the classroom and the university work, but he was out there attending seminars. He was out there making that investment in himself. And then he was paying attention. Someone came in and said, here's what I did. I listed the top 10 people in my field and I made it a point to get in contact with them. And reality, thanks to social media, it's real easy to do that, everyone. But you went out and did it. So you, you actually said, this guy's got a path forward that has been successful. I could get on that path and do the same thing. And you did. Yeah. I mean, I just started writing down my top 10 lists that day. And, um, and, and it was crazy because six years later, I was on the same list as the, the first guy I talked to um, for top 50 golf fitness trainers in America. You know, that guy who I had looked up to six years later, who told me everything I needed to do to be at the top. Um, I was on the same list as him six years later. And it was, it was like, wow, other people need, need to apply this rule to their life because it is life-changing how fast you can accelerate from point A to point B uh, by just learning from the people who have what you want in avoiding uh, avoiding having to reinvent the wheel we always use the wheel because it's easy everybody understands it like you don't need to try it out the square wheel to, and realize it doesn't roll and keep trying to redefine the design you can take the wheel and just get rolling and that's you know what you're saying is just that it's perfect because hey here's somebody top 50 golf Boom. I want to do that. How'd you do it? Okay. Made a list. I made my list. Okay. Contacted people on lists. I contacted them. And there you are a few years later, you're that person. Like you, you, you did it. That's awesome. Now, what about, so you got a master's degree too, correct? Yes. And what was your thesis on? So, uh, I got my master's. I did it online. I did it while I was actually working full time and my thesis was on, it was on golf fitness. So it was, does a functional strength training program increase distance while maintaining accuracy? And uh, the funny thing that happened from that is they're like, do you want to publish this? I'm like, no, I don't want to publish it. I'm going to write a book. And, uh, you know, so what I ended up doing with that thesis is I, I wrote my first book and that led to a couple more books after that. So that's in, in there again, that's kind of an outside of the box, traditional route, university, college, what have you at the master's level, 
but then you parlayed that into one satisfying that requirement for your master's, but rolled it into the publishing of your book, which led to additional books. So for, for people that are tuning in, watching this or listening to the audio on a podcast, you know, take good notes. It, it's not Brandon. I, I, I would guess, it, you know, nobody is born to specifically be something, but if you line up the pieces and then execute the plan, it's possible. Yeah. You know, and it, it's crazy. I started applying that rule to all aspects of life. I remember when I wanted to speak, the first thing I did, I was like, oh, well, who's, who's speaking on stages that I want to be on. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there at like 23 years old and somehow I'm at Barnes and Noble with someone who had just opened for Gary Vee for a speech. And, uh, she gave me so much advice that day. And then, uh, two months later I was speaking in front of, uh, you know, 50 people in a room that there was standing room only. And it, it was just crazy, you know, like that the top 10 rule is just. So how'd you get, so, cause people are going to ask me and I don't know the answer and I'm curious as well. How did you get the Barnes and Noble sit down with that individual that opened for Gary? How'd that happen? Reached was out she on your list. Yeah. Well, eventually I, you stop doing the list and you start sticking to the concept of like, okay, who has what I want and now I need, how can I learn from them? So the first thing I did is I reached out, you know, so many people will never, never get what they want because they don't reach out. And then a lot of people won't get what they want because they don't follow up after that when they don't hear get get heard back from. In in that you know that that follow up is mission critical. You know everything in life requires work, so it, it's work to follow up. It's more rewarding to work, do the follow up, and get what you want than suffer through a job, a career that you don't really enjoy. Uh, but I, you know that that follow-up so we see that in sales we have clients with sales issues where they're struggling to grow they're struggling to scale and part of it is where's your follow-up you know yeah. you, you do you don't have to be uh sleazy um sneaky salesperson there's nothing wrong with genuinely following up and saying hey do you still have an issue we want to resolve in the sales environment just like hey there's nothing wrong with following up with that person that, and I like the way you stated it, that has what you want. If you're a burden, if you're bothering them, they're probably going to, I guess, in today's vernacular, ghost you. And and that's fine. Don't take it personal. Just, you know, move on to the next person, but, but do be willing to follow up. It's yes, it's work, but I think it's probably the most rewarding work you'll do. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's funny because when, when you, when you look back at the opportunities that arised in your life, the ones that you really wanted, you probably figured out a way to get them. And maybe you didn't even realize how many times you followed up, but you probably followed up two, three, four times. You probably emailed, you probably called, you probably showed up. And, uh, what, when you do that, people are constantly seeing your name. And, you know, when there's, when there's, um, 50 people emailing them every hour. It's like, who's, who's going to be more appealing? The one that you've seen a couple of times now, or the one that you've only seen once and you have no idea what it's about. And, and I think too, I, I, I think that that person that's following up cares enough to follow up. And, and I think 
that could be seen as, you know, this would be a worthy investment of my time relative to the other 49 people that are just going to steal and waste my time. Right. So a lot of the people that are successful that, you know, time, they recognize time's the most valuable asset. And they also recognize that a lot of people are tire kickers. They're going to say, well, how'd you do it? You're going to you're gonna say, here's how I did it. And they're not going to follow through. But that one individual, that, that one male, that one female that keeps showing up in the inbox, well, geez, if I invest my time in them, they probably are going to take it serious. You know, Brandon's going to, he's, he keeps showing up. I bet he's going to listen to what I have to say and, and apply it. And therefore my time won't be wasted. Right. Yeah. People want to help. Like, like people want to help. Like if, if, if a high schooler comes up to you and uh, asks you how to start a business, you know, there's only so much you can do like it, cause it's, it's such a broad question, but if a high schooler comes up to you and says, Hey, do you, who do you know that could help me start an LLC? Like just get that process going. Uh, oh, you can reach out to this person, this person. Uh, and, and people want to help when your questions are very clear and they, and they can think of it really fast. And, and that's, it's, this is something, so we've interviewed, uh, I don't know how many entrepreneurs, small business owners and executives now for, for the webcast we're doing on small business to grow. And, and this has come up, you know, the idea that get, get up, get out there and ask people because other business owners, like one of, a, one of the people we interviewed, he said, you know, small business owners love to share. If you're, you're getting started, they love to tell you the mistakes they made and how to avoid them because they don't want to see someone else go through with that. So I, I love this advice. This is good stuff. Yeah. You know, they, you can learn from your mistakes or you can learn from other people's, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a lot easier and faster to take, learn what doesn't work and just skip that part. It's a lot less painful. So now, so, so you're 27 years old now. Is that, is that correct? Are you 27? Uh, 28. 28. All right. So you're yeah. 28. You've got a master's degree. You've written a couple books um, establish yourself as top 50 in the U S from a golf fitness standpoint, which is a huge, huge accomplishment. Um, you've put in the, the real life tuition, I call it with getting out there, meeting people, asking questions. What are you doing now? Yeah. So, uh, most of my week is, um, is a combination of both businesses. So I have Warm Heart Fitness and then I have Warm Heart Life. And Warm Heart Fitness is uh, where I'm basically doing what we just talked about. And uh, then I have Warm Heart Life. So I work very hard on both. And Warm Heart Life is, is a big passion of mine and has a super big vision. And uh, so what I'm working on now with Warm Heart Life is to get 21 people to $21,000 a month. and from there, then it has a big, big buildup all the way to where we have 10 schools in the biggest cities all around the United States with 10,000 people in those schools. And instead of going to school for four years, they go for one year and we help them get a job and grow in a job. So, so you've got the long-term plan and you've got the short-term plan. Let's, let's take apart that 21 people, 21 K. So I, you know, obviously I know you and we spoke prior to doing this today. 
So that 21,000 is you're going to help somebody get 21,000 in sales revenue in every month. So it's 21 K a month. So for yeah. those that are, are looking at it, it's 21,000 a month, not in a year, which is going to yeah. be just shy of a quarter million a year in revenue, which is pretty significant. You know, that's life-changing stuff. So yeah. what do you do? So what does that mean? What, who are most of these people? What are they out there doing? What yeah, industry? so uh, all different types of industries. Uh, my first small business that got there, they do lead generations um, for mostly e-commerce businesses. And they're well, well above that $21,000 a month number. And then uh, I work with a lot of people. I work with people in real estate. I work with people in uh, the financial accounting field. I work with people in the film industry. I, I mean, you pretty much name it, you know, marketing. I work with people who do marketing. You pretty much name it. And uh, as long as I can understand it and we can believe in it, then, you know, I, I think I can help you. So you're kind of out there sharing a lot of what you've applied in your own business for yourself. You're teaching other people and then holding them, giving them that accountability so that they stick with it and keep moving forward. Is, is that kind of what you're doing? Yeah. The main thing I like, the main thing I do is I'm an, I'm an execution coach. And with that, the main thing that I do is I'm accountable. So I started realizing in personal training, people kept sticking with me for years and years and years um, when they didn't need me anymore. And I wondered why. And then I realized, well, ever since college, um, about five and a half years of personal training, almost six years now um, after college, that, that doesn't count the before. I think you can put like less than less than a handful of times where I didn't show up, you know, in, in six years. So um, I knew that was a talent of mine and I knew it was something that people need. People need some, people need a warm heart. Like people need someone who can, who can listen to what they have to say, who can talk things out, who can ask the right questions and who can help keep them organized so that you can keep building those steps to climb up the mountain. And that, and, and that's one of the things that, that we see with businesses right and it, it seems definitely in the fitness fitness world if somebody is not doing the work two to four days a week they're not making better food choices there won't be progress so they have to be held accountable and they have to consistently execute the plan uh, business is no different business growth is no different business sales is no different you have to consistently keep going and and it sounds like you kind of have a, a a system and an approach and it's established, like you're out there and you're doing this. Yeah. And, and like, I will say this, I have a lot of people who work with me who don't, who don't get results at the rate that they should be. Yeah. If you had to, if you had to say why, what do you think the issue is there? Well, they're not committed to what they say. So, so what I do is I, I help people break down the most impactful things that they need to do to move forward towards their goal. We come up with a focus goal and then we break down what needs to do, uh, what needs to happen daily or weekly to be able to achieve that. And then what we do is we have a commitment. We have a commitment or two each week to help move those consistent actions that you're taking daily or weekly forward. And what happens is if someone doesn't do their commitment, then whose fault is that? Is that my fault or their fault? Does that make sense? And I'm not going to say whose fault it is, but when you look at it from that perspective, 
if they say they're going to do something, yeah. And if, if they say they're going to do something, they don't do it. They're not, they're probably not going to get the results that they want. Um, so, and, and I knew that going in. So why, why, I think a lot of people look at me like crazy. They're like, they're like, Brandon, you literally are working for free until someone hits $21,000 a month. It's like, listen, I understand what that entails. It's going to have some people who aren't a hundred percent in, but I have a lot of people who are all in, who are getting results because they're, they're, they're doing the right things, building up to the phone call. They're, they're keeping track of their scoreboard and they're constantly refining what's necessary to keep moving forward. And I'm willing to take the risk on those people for the reward that has come so far and that is coming in the future. And I know there's going to be a lot of people um, just from having done this in the fitness world when I was in college, there was a lot of people who didn't show up, who said they would be there and then they didn't show up. But then there was a lot of people, there was a lot of people who did show up and they kept talking about me to other people and other opportunities started to arise. And what's funny, when I got voted Golf Digest top 50, the writer of Golf Digest said to one of my references, he says, I received your email. Apparently, Brandon told about 100 people to message me. <laughs> and but I need I needed I needed more people on my side because I don't have a huge social media following. But what I do have is I have a lot of relationships that people will go out of their way for me. And that's what happens the way I'm building this business. That's why I was able to bring 17 people or 16 plus me to a $500 plus conference in Florida um, this past weekend is because I'm focusing on developing relationships and growing together with people. And I understand I'm going to have to sacrifice a lot of time, energy, effort, and essentially money. I, there's other things I could be doing right now that could probably double my revenue like that. But, you know, I, I got the long-term vision in mind of uh, having these, these 10 schools in the top 10 biggest countries in the United States. And, and, you know, I have, I have the private jet where we're able to fly to all these schools so we can consistently see them. So, you know, that, that pushes me through this. Well, and, and I think there, you know, the, if you give more value, it's going to come back. And I don't remember which one of the self-help guys said it, but you can get everything you, you want if you help other people get what they want. So mm -hmm. indirectly, you're going to get paid because you're helping others get what they want. So it's going to come full circle. And I think the other thing in social media is interesting to, today. We see, we have customers that have significant social media followings and they question why they, their numbers on Instagram or, or TikTok or, or Facebook, whatever the platform might be, why, how come my numbers are so high, but I don't have any sales. Mm -hmm. and, and that plays to what you said is you, you don't need to have a large uh, social media following. What you need to have is people that are willing to go to bat for you that, you know, you, mm -hmm. it's far better to have 20 people that are on your team. And, and I use this when I talk to, to clients all the time, like I did a presentation last fall for a large uh, pharmaceutical orthopedic group. And, and I said, like, you need walking billboards. So you're far better to have 20 walking billboards 
than to have a thousand or 10,000 people that you don't know following you on social media that are never going to do business with you. And they're certainly not going to go and share your story and say, Hey, I, you know, there's this, there's this guy named Brandon. He's got a great story. He can help you. You know, those people aren't going to do that. Yeah. You know, and like my, my buddy Rob is the best marketer that I have. Every time we go out and we get drinks, it seems like there's one, two, three people that he sends over to me and says, Hey, you got to talk to Brandon. He can help you out. And, and, you know, that's a type of marketing that, you know, in this digital era, I think really separates someone like me that a lot of people aren't doing. A lot of people want the, they, they put a post up on social media and expect it to get them business. It's like, <laughs> it's like, why would someone, why would someone choose to work with you from one social media post that is half-assed compared to everything else on the internet? Like why? It just doesn't work like that. But if you're, if you're, if you're on social media, if you're email marketing, if you're um, calling people, if you're following up with people, if you're meeting people in person, if you're having events, if you're doing Zoom calls with right, all of a sudden, people start taking you more seriously. People start seeing you more in a positive way. And a lot more attention starts getting toward, towards your business. Like, I don't use paid ads. I don't need paid ads right now. At some point in the future, I will need paid ads. I don't need paid ads right now. What I need is positive attention in all these different 10, 20 aspects of marketing before I even worry about paid ads. And that's, and, and we have, we have a client, they're, they're eight figures, so they're sizable. And the ad buy, and I, I do the ad buy for them. So I do the, I spend the money. I determine where we spend it. I determine the, the marketing collateral. The, the ad buys peanuts. And the reason for that is everything you just said. They have a niche product for a niche industry. And for the last 20 years, they've worked hard at over delivering to their customers day in and day out. And, and we actually had a meeting yesterday and a conversation about ad buys came up and in my instruction was, well, first of all, the, your industry right now has an inventory shortage. So there's no inventory. So there's not, there's, I think this is something we do long-term. The other thing is there's still so much more we can do that just shares your story, shows that, like you said, shows that, that you care and there's not a cost associated with it. When you look at the numbers, it's an eight figure. They do tens of millions in revenue. So it's significant Yet we don't have this big ad buy. Yeah. Um, and, it, and at some point it might make sense, kind of to your point, um, you can scale a little faster, but there's so much you can do by taking the route you're taking. And I think long-term, it, it's the only way to get those walking billboards. Like you're not going to buy, you're not going to buy ads and get that. You're only going to get that. You're only getting Rob by over delivering to Rob. And by the way, I don't even think if you had a million dollars cash, I don't think you could buy a Rob. I mean, how yeah. do you get somebody that's willing? If you go out to have a couple of drinks, he's rounding people up and send them over. Like you can't buy that. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's crazy. You know, that it's crazy how this uh, idea behind, like what most people don't know about my company, Warm Heart Life, I was talking about this to my, my buddy last night. I said, uh, when I started this company, the first year, all I did was probably 28 out of 30 days of the month, I just 
said the core values. I said, okay, what is warm heart life and how, how can it impact as many people as possible? Like, and then I wrote down these four core values, create opportunities, active lifestyle, respect is earned and accelerate forward. So excel forward. And, and, and that was care. So warm heart cares. And that, that's why you could see in under it, it's just, we care. So those are the core values. And then I broke each of those create opportunities into three sub core values and then active lifestyle into three sub core values. And then respect is earned into three sub core values and then excel forward into three sub core values. And then I wrote descriptions of what each of those sub core values meant. And then I would say that probably 28 out of 30 days a month for probably about a year. And what started happening is I started being Brandon Godoris, but most of all, I started being a warm heart because I just constantly instilled those core values. And those core values I came up with by studying the top 10 rule. So I said, who are the, who are the companies that have really, really hit the nail on the head on what they do? And I said, Walmart. I said, I'm going to study their core values. So I studied their core values. And then I was, I was like, oh, that's, that's a warm heart. That's a warm heart. And then I put my own twist on it. Then I studied Starbucks core values. I was like, ooh, that's a warm heart. That's a warm heart. And then I put my twist on it and I would organize it. And then I was like, I was like, ooh, Amazon. So I study their core values. And I was like, ooh, Pandora Jewelers. Uh, so I study their core values. And then, and then I was able to come up with this is what this company is. I was like, this is what this company is. I have no idea what the product or service is going to be. And uh, what that turned into was about two years of, uh, of mentoring high school and college students. I've had uh, about, I think, 60 to 80 people go through that program. I, I had like nine or 10 of those. And that turned into the book, Skip College, Read This, which is also available on audiobook now. And uh, it turned into me writing a whole book on those core values called um, The Care Principle. And uh, now there's this journey of getting these 10 schools with 10,000 people, the first break point was actually to have an event that brought in $12,000 of revenue. And uh, we actually did that on October 2nd. So uh, now the nice. next break point is to get 21 people at 21,000 a month. And by the end of next year. Nice. Nice. So in a lot of that, people will often dismiss the, return on your time invested for a year, 28 days out of 30 over and over again, reinforcing, um, let's call it manifesting, you know, what your future is going to be. I think that's probably appropriate, yeah. but it works. And, and the other thing is, again, part of the reason we started doing these on small business to grow is there's, there's already a wheel out there for whatever it is you want to do. You know, going to Mars is probably the exception, right? But there's probably 10 people in your space, in your field, doing what you want to do. Just go and, and get their wheel. You know, mm -hmm. there, Brandon just told you exactly what, what he has been doing. And, and you can apply that no matter what your industry is, no matter what space you're in. Even if you're an executive running a company, you can take his approach, identify those 10 companies that are getting it right identify their core values and start breaking it down 
and put it into pieces for your organization and it will produce fruit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that. So what do you think is, what do you think is the number one reason why small businesses, most of them. Uh, so I think, uh, I think in uh, shoe dog by Phil Knight, it talks about how 27 out of 28 small businesses fail. And then in cash flow quadrant, it talks about how 99 out of 100 small businesses don't make it past 10 years. Why do you think most small businesses don't scale or fail to scale? I think it's probably belief. And it starts there. Yeah. And, you know, the, it's this scary monster, right? We just, I just did a live webinar on scaling from five to six, six to seven, seven to eight figures. Part of it's a scary monster. Like, oh my God, it's scary. But what happens? So I've had, I've had two businesses that are more than 10 years old. My current business is 20. Um, what happens is once you've owned something for a while and, and gotten your feet wet, had conversations with those top 10, right? you realize that it's just another decimal point. It's just the comma sliding over. And like I had a, a client tell me he built 48 apartment buildings. And when he got done, his biggest regret was he should have built 96 because really it would have just been moving the commas on the expenses and then also the revenue, but the amount of stress and work would have been about the same. So that I don't know what the answer is. That's my guess. That's exactly it. Uh, that was the one, like the one word exact answer that I would say was belief. You know, when you look at the most successful people in the world, the one thing all of them have in common is they believed that they can get there. You know, a lot of times you'll hear people say in speeches, like I would have never believed it was possible, but when they're training 10 hour days, I, you bet you, they be, believed it was possible. You know, may, maybe like they never actually thought it would happen, but they believed it could happen. And it's the same thing, you know, a professional athlete. It's the same thing if, you know, a lot of people limit themselves in relationships because they don't believe they can get that other person. But if you just believe that you could, your chances of actually going out with that person go from here to here. Yep. And it, it's the same thing in business. You know, if you believe you can be a, mil a billionaire, you're probably going to be able to start breaking that down better. You're probably going to be asking better questions and you're probably going to actually reach out to those people on your top 10 list, learn from them, take notes from them and apply those notes so that you can be there someday. So in this, this is related to the belief thing. Um, I was at dinner with a good friend, a former client. He's quite a bit older than me. He owns a couple, a number of businesses. His, his annual revenue is, is probably 120, 150 million. It's significant. Yeah. Um, few hundred employees. And he had said something that I never thought of. And it, it was like getting hit in the head. He, I'm like, what do you like? What's your secret? You're like, how do you think all this has come together? Like you weren't born to be who you are. Um, you didn't, you didn't come from a family that had money owned business or whatever. So what do you, what do you think your, your thing is like, what's the it? And he's like, I've always believed more in myself than anyone else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Imagine how many people don't, you know, they, they don't believe more in their own ability than that of others. 
it was yeah. it was really interesting to see and, and, and to hear that it was it was crazy um but i'm not i'm not surprised that's what those books say and and i think there's a lot of truth in it and for people tuning in like think about what brandon just shared and even the billionaire thing if you set your sights on being a billionaire and you believe it's possible let's say that you miss and you end up with a net worth of 80 million life's still good yeah. it's really good at that point yeah and like uh at, at my seminar which i i think i'm going to do more and more when i speak is what we did is the first the first assignment that we did in my seminar was hey you got to break down a billion dollars and then you got to talk it out with a partner and then after that happened, we got the microphone out and we, ha we had people started voicing it out to the crowd. And all of a sudden you started to like, look at people like, oh, like, you know, smiles started coming, like eyes started opening. It's like, so, oh, you know, I, and it's like uh, beyond positive thinking, it, it changed my life. You know, when, when I started realizing that you can get stuff by believing and then the rest just starts to follow, I was like, man, this is a game changer. I was like, there's going to be a lot of stuff I go after in life now. And, uh, but it all started with the belief that it, it's the most important thing. And, uh, you know, people will listen to this podcast and they'll surround themselves with people who don't think big, who don't believe big, and uh, they'll get negated back down to that same level. So you constantly have to surround yourself with plus ones if you want to continue to think big because. Um, you're going to have doubters, you're going to have haters, you're going to have people who say, don't do this, don't do that. Why, why in the world would you do that? But when you believe and you surround yourself with believers, all of a sudden you start achieving. And you can't, and, and it's really hard. And you know, I talked a little bit about this uh, last time we spoke by phone. It's really hard to discount what successful people are doing. Like we used to coach and train athletes. And there was data that suggested every Olympic medalist had already won an Olympic medal 10,000 times in their head because they believed they could do it. They visualized it happening over and over and over long before it happened. It's when you talk to business owners, you, you hear what Brandon's saying, what you're sharing today. And you look at people that are successful, they're all doing this. Yet when you get those into the detractors that are kind of pulling you back down, they start saying things like, well, nobody really does that, or, or that's corny, or that's common, everybody knows that. And it's like, well, yeah, but if all if what you're saying is right, how, how do we discount that this is what the successful are doing? How, how do you discount that, you know, the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 to be good at something? How do you discount that that doesn't have merit when all of the successful are doing it? Yeah. It, you, you can't at some point you have to, I mean, and there, there have been books, whether like you and I chatted about Napoleon Hill's think and grow rich or this, uh, the secret or Earl Nightingale's the strangest secret, any of these things, like it, it just keeps showing up. And it's really hard when the, those at the top of their game are all doing it to discount it and say that it's common, it's corny that's a waste of time, but it, it's just hard to ignore it. And, and one of the hardest things for me to see is when someone puts down their top 10 list and they're like, that person would never give me time. They're not going to give you time because you don't believe that they should give you time. Right. 
That right? Yeah, now, absolutely. Now, if you reverse that mindset and you say, "Okay, I want to meet Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is on my top ten list. He will change my life if I meet Tiger Woods." Uh, Ellen DeGeneres will change my life if I meet Ellen DeGeneres. Now, what you have to do, what you have to do is you have to put yourself in their shoes. Okay, now what would I want someone to do if they were to talk with me? You know, it, it, what would that person it, go into their shoes for a second and what would they want to hear? Think about what they would want to hear. They probably don't want to hear your story. They probably don't. They do not, actually, they do not want to hear your story the first thing that comes out of your mouth. Now, right. now, if you ask the question that makes them interested in you, then they want to hear your story. They want to get to know you. So when, when you ask, like when you, you hit the nail on the head on this earlier, when you ask questions like, hey, Floyd Mayweather, how did you get through the challenges of raising I don't know how many kids he had, but of raising three kids and being a professional boxer. Now you ask him that question, man, the door's you know, open. Like, I, you know, the I had it open, you know, you know, the, the lady I raised my, that raised my kids was an incredible person. She she always supported me. She, you know, it just, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start having this conversation and things just start opening up. Like when I, okay, so this is a perfect example of, of when I, I did this. So top 10 rule, okay? I was writing a book called The Care Principle, Creating a Life That Makes a Difference to the World When You're Under 30. Creating a life that makes a difference to the world when you're under 30. So I was studying people who were making a difference to the world under 30. And one of the people I, I studied was Tommy Laren. I don't know if you know who she is um, on Fox News. And uh, a lot of people hate this girl. A lot of people hate her. Uh, a lot of people like her. I could care less about what she talks about on TV because I had studied what she had did to be able to get there. And um, I, know, I knew about nothing that she talks about on, on politics. I just knew this person was on Fox TV, Fox News, and she was only like 26, 27 years old. And I started studying what, you know, she moved from San Diego um, to, to this place, to that place, to that place. I saw that she started her, her thing with some of her classmates at UNLV to get practice in front of the screen, talking things out. And um, I, I see her randomly in Las Vegas, randomly in Las Vegas with her dad. They're waiting to get lunch. They're waiting to get lunch. And I'm walking with my brother. We're in Las Vegas. I'm like, I was like, man, I think I know who that is. So pause for a second. I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to go up and talk to her. So I go right up to her. And the first thing that I said, I'm not going to act like I was very smooth, but this is what I said. I said, I just want to thank you for inspiring our generation to go after what they want. She stands up. She stood up. And she shook my hand. She said, hey, I'm Tommy. I said, oh, you know, I'm, she said, what's your name? I said, I'm Brandon. And what happened there was one of the coolest memories of my life. We had a five-minute conversation about life, nothing at all about politics. 
But I started it off with that question. I said, I just want to thank you for inspiring our generation to go after what they want. I just want to thank you for being an example for our generation to chase their dreams. Turned into a five-minute conversation. After that, I said, man, I don't think I'm going to be afraid to go up to anyone the rest of my life. And in, in there again, you know, back to believing that you're worthy of someone else's attention and that if you package the approach correctly, ask a question, provide a compliment, that person's going to give your time. If, if you would have stood there and questioned, well, I don't know if she'll talk to me or, oh, she's not going to talk to me. Well, it never would have happened. Like right then and there, done. And now not only did it happen, but you've got a story. And that story has value. And then for those interested in being on television, removing the politics thing, don't get hung up on that. If it's your side of the aisle or not, who cares? There's mm -hmm. somebody that blazed a path forward and you can go copy that path. And maybe you can do the same thing. Maybe you can be on CNN. Maybe you can be on ABC. I don't know, but there is a path forward. She's already just go do what she did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, you know, me, my, my proudest, my proudest top 10 list example goal that I've ever set in my life was uh, this, this is a big flaw that I see with social skills nowadays. And uh, I set this goal. It was go on in 2018. I said, you know, I'm done with dating apps. I, ha I hate these dating apps. They just feel so awkward when you meet someone. I said, I need to learn how to, to meet, connect and go out with someone without using a dating app. And I said, I want to go on 10 dates without using a dating app. 10 dates without using a dating app. I had no idea how to do it. <laughs> I had no idea how to do it. And um, what happened through that goal, Jim Rohn says, set goals that will make something out of you, is I ended up figuring out how to approach people, how to get people to take interests. And uh, I mean, I must have went up to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, and I still do. And uh, almost everyone talks to me, almost everybody. And all I do is I say, hey, what's your name? <laughs> you know, what? Yeah, like think of, it, it's easy, right? You just have to be willing to do it. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and uh, I ended up going on uh, 10 dates that year, and I've, I've never used a, a dating app since. And, uh, you know, those skills directly translated to the business world, directly translated to the business I, world. I think bigger picture, I smiled when you said 10 dates, because back to your, your 10, it's the same, like for people that are tuned in listening to this, it's a, it's a, Brandon has a process and he's proving it out numerous times. Have your 10, no idea how I'm going to do it, but it starts with having that goal and believing you can accomplish it. The rest of the pieces will start to drop into place. They always do. And one thing is for sure. One thing is for sure. If you never set the goal, you don't believe you can do it. You never take the chance. Nothing's going to happen. Like that's the one for sure thing. You can bet your backside that 10 dates are not going to happen. If you don't even set the goal and decide to take action. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. And so, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah. I mean, just one last, one, one last thing on there. Um, Cause I know this is uh, for, for a lot of people with businesses, but um, everyone probably knows someone in this situation. 
how many people do you know that don't have a job that complain about not having a job that wonder when their next job's going to come? Listen, those people, what you need to do is if you don't have a job or if you have a job that you hate, you need to make that your job. Your job is to get a job. You do have a job. Your job is to get a job. You hate your job. Your job is to get a job. You need to spend time on that. Just like you would clock in 20 or 40 hours a week. You should be clocking in 20, 40 hours a week to get that dream job. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're in it, what Brandon said, if, if you have a job you don't like, get out of it. Like you're, you're, you're not chained to it. If this isn't medieval times, like you're not cast at a certain level and you're never moving out of it. If you're unhappy, do something different. Well, Brandon, I know we're going to come up against a time crunch and I, I want to know what are your, what are your top three must do's in business? Um, the first thing is the, the big think. Um, if you can't think big, you're not going to achieve big. There's the, I, I heard Grant Cardone say in front of uh, over a thousand people, he said, everyone in this room is not thinking big enough, including myself. So if you want to achieve big, you got to think big. And to think big, you have to be around people who think big because otherwise it's hard for the brain to even fathom how to calculate that together. The second thing is, the second thing is, you hear this all the time, network equals net worth. One of the fastest ways to accelerate forward in life is through connections. It's through people who have your back. You know, my buddy Rob, right? That, that guy is a huge asset to my network, right? I don't even know people that he's telling people about me. And there's, there's a lot of those people in the Warm Heart Life community. And and your network equals your net worth. So if you want to make more money, focus on getting more plus ones in your life that can add value to your life. And the money will come if you get more plus ones. What is a plus one? A plus one could be a positive person. A plus one can help you find answers. A plus one could be a good friend. A plus one could be a good employee. A plus one could be a business partner. You need more of those people who are positive influences in your life and the money will follow. John Travolta said, if you do the right things, the money will follow. So network equals net worth is number two. And then number three, this is a big one. So many people want all the money, but very few people work on building the habits necessary so that they can get that money, retain the money, and then grow the money. So you have to figure out some sort of system that can help hold you accountable that can help get those small wins so that you get the big wins over time. You know, me personally, I write down five things every day and if, and there are things on top of things that I'm already doing. So if I get those five things done, then I win the day. And what I put five things on there, health, wealth, and relationships, I put things on there, five total between those that I want to develop habits with over time that can help me sustain this success and uh, grow when I do get that success. So, so those are the three things, big think, network equals net worth. And then you, you have to build the proper habits, accumulate the proper habits so that you, you can actually get there where you wanna be, sustain it, and then grow from there. Top three don't do's. 
Yeah. Three the things top, you yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. So it's directly correlated to that. So the number one, number one is stop limiting your beliefs. Stop, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You know, the, the day you limit your beliefs, the day you limit your potential is the day you limit your potential. Stop it. Like stop limiting your beliefs. It just, it doesn't do you any good. It's going to slow you down. It's going to bring you down. It's going to make you feel like you're dragging on this train that never stops. Oh man, it hurts. And that, and then the second thing is to stop thinking that you can do everything on your own. I see this all the time. People who work with me, believe in me, they keep trying to do stuff on their own. People who don't know me, I see it all the time. Stop trying to do stuff on your own. Focus on the top 10 list. Focus on learning from the people who have what you want so that you can achieve what you want at an accelerated rate. And then number three, number three is find a way to calm down the whirlwind. You, everyone, everyone, their mind is constantly racing. They got so many things coming at them. So find a way where you can calm down that whirlwind. Because if you don't calm down that whirlwind, you're going to be overstressed. Your health is going to deteriorate. And you're going to continue to go like this. Oops. There you go. Right on. I love it. I think it's a a lot of solid advice. And again, for people that have tuned in, this is by somebody that is doing it himself. He's done it at a young age. He's got the accolades. I mean, just to be the top 50 golf fitness professionals in the country is significant. Um, I think there's a, a lot of opportunity for people to take what you shared, Brandon, and apply it in their own organization, apply it in their business, apply it in their personal life. I think you made it simple. Uh, I'm big on the, you know, make it real easy. That's why the top three, um, make it real easy. Who are the top 10? And to kind of echo what you said, the social, social media does, you make your top 10 people, social media makes it real easy to reach out and get in touch. And if you sit there and say, no, one's going to talk to me. You're right. They won't. If you say someone's going to talk to me because I'm worth it and you reach out to all 10, I bet two or three respond. And that's two or three. Great. You're, you're two thirds or you're 30% of the way to getting in touch with all 10. Keep going. hundred percent. Brandon, this was awesome. I can't thank you enough, enough for your time. I, I think what you shared today is priceless. This is good stuff. Thanks for giving us another wheel that people that tune into smallbusinesstogrow.com, our webcast, our podcast, yet another wheel that they can take, throw in their organization and get rolling. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, Ray. You know, really appreciate the opportunity and the trust to be on your platform. Really means a lot. And then uh, anyone who's watching, thank you for watching. This podcast is brought to you by smallbusinesstogrow.com the website by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Why reinvent the wheel? Start growing your business with best practices from industry-leading small business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs. Take their wheel, put it to work in your business, and start growing today. Smallbusinesstogrow.com to learn more.